What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I am Gabriella Lopes. This is episode number 47. Uh, I just want to thank everybody who has been tuning in to the daily ones. This is um, Mentally Gone, the not daily, daily episodes, just like Gabriella coined yesterday. but Non-daily, daily episodes. Non-daily, daily episodes, but uh, to kind of ruin her idea, I decided to maybe try to do it daily. And so second day in a row, we're on a streak here. Um, I just wanted to open this one up with a thought that I have. After watching a YouTube video yesterday or last night, rather, a very interesting YouTube video. And I'm actually just going to make sure that I get the person's name right. And I hold on, guys. Let me just check real quick in the history of things. Okay, so. I watched one of those after school videos on YouTube. Uh, their channel is called After School with a K. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me, coffee burps. Um, after School with a K. They do those crazy, crazy, awesome, and just beautiful looking videos where they have an illustrator that kind of draws what is being said by the person speaking in the video. And they get, you know, just uh, basically audio from. Alan Watts lectures, Jordan Peterson lectures, Joe Rogan podcasts, uh, other podcasts and other speakers, philosophers, gurus, and they just illustrate their point and what they're saying. And so it makes it very easy to understand and follow, even if it's super complex like this one. But so they made one calling Breaking the Cycle of Addiction. And the speaker in this one is a person that I just was unfamiliar with completely called Ram Das. And this guy completely shattered my perception of a lot of things and just completely added a, a new layer on top of what I kind of knew about the world or about what I thought about how things worked and my interpretation even of God, uh, heaven, hell and everything in between. He talks about breaking the cycle of addiction, but addiction in this case applies to every facet of your life. So there are people who are addicted to food. There are people who are addicted to material possessions. There are people who are addicted to relationships. There are people who are addicted to obviously drugs and you know, good addictions, quote unquote, addicted to working out all the time, addicted to you name it, you know, video games, movies, books. And he explains addiction in a way that I never thought of before. He equates being addicted to these things that give us a temporary feeling of bliss and joy as us trying to return and find our way back to God. And he kind of explains it how when we're born, we're actually falling out of the Garden of Eden. So before we're born, obviously, we have no recollection, no memory of anything. And so it's the same thing as dying. So just like when we die, we cease to exist, we cease to think, or so we think, right? Because we don't know and there's no way to prove it. But before we're born, we're, we're technically dead. So we come from death or we come from the great beyond into this world. And he equates it to us being born is the same thing as us falling out of the Garden of Eden. And so in the Garden of Eden, 
you have pure experiences of pleasure and love. Pleasure, love, abundance, you know. And when we fall out of the Garden of Eden, our whole existence on this planet is just us trying to find our way back. And so being in the society that we are currently in, we're kind of fed these messages and these ideologies and these belief systems that if you consume this, if you buy this car, if you hustle hard, if you grind, if you just focus on work, 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 work your whole life, then you'll be able to buy this mansion and this mansion will bring you happiness and it'll create this environment where you'll feel fulfilled. And then a lot of the cases, what happens where almost in every single case is that relying solemnly on these goals and these achievements to feel that pure happiness never works. So you get to these points in your life and you achieve these things and you feel sometimes even more miserable than you were before you had these things. And so he says that instead of searching externally, and this is a, you know, uh, a timeless concept, right? Like happiness doesn't come, no, happiness comes within and not without. So meaning like it comes from within yourself and not from the world. Externalities can't really get you there. But he kind of adds a layer of spirituality on top of it. And so he says that our whole experience on this earth is while living to reach God. So that completely blew my mind because the biggest lie we've been told our entire life by religion, by our parents, by the government, by everything, is that we have to be a good person in order to reach the gates of heaven when we pass away. And I feel like that's the biggest lie ever told, like in the history of humanity, ever since the first religion was created. Because the only way to reach the gates of heaven is while you're alive. And if you add a conspiratorial twist to it, that's the reason why people, not, not people, but certain governments of certain countries are really pushing assisted suicide and really kind of normalizing this idea of like, oh, like you don't want to live anymore. That's completely fine. Just enter this pod and you'll go away. You won't feel nothing. We promise. And you don't have to live anymore. You know, it's just these like solutions, quote unquote. <coughs> Excuse me. And to me, like there's a reason why it's because you are of most value when you're still alive. <clears throat> When you're dead, you are of no value to anyone and not even to yourself. And so maybe there is an afterlife. Maybe there is heaven. Maybe you do rejoice with your loved ones. Maybe you do, you know, live in the clouds, all dressed in white, sipping champagne and just laughing and just feeling pure joy all the time. Maybe that does happen. Or maybe you burn infinitely forever for, for all eternity in the depths of hell. Maybe. But what we know for certain is what we have now. And so this guy, Ram Das, he essentially equates that. He says that instead of you kind of um, indulging all the time in these addictions that we've been conditioned and prone to, to pursue, you know, like ever since you were in preschool, you're conditioned to outperform others in order to uh, get a golden star. And, and, and if you're a YouTuber like us, for example, you're conditioned to reach certain milestones and get certain subscriber counts, and you'll be gifted a reward, a physical reward, a plaque. 
And we've been conditioned just like animals, just like a dog. If you hear the whistle, then you start salivating for the treat. And you only get the treat if you've been a good boy. And so that just perpetuates that cycle of addiction, of reliance on other people, on, 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 on conforming to a power structure, on just listening to what everybody has to tell you and what everybody tells you you should do. But we often are never taught by important people, quote unquote, that, that rule the world, our leaders in life, be it in school, government, we're never taught to just stop and just look inwardly and just explore your inner self and explore your spirit and your soul. And so he teaches methods, practical methods that I think I just wanted to share with you guys, because I think that if you really start thinking about this and, and, and just for the record, I can't recommend it enough. I highly recommend you just after listening to this podcast, just really go on YouTube. It's a 13 minute and 50 second video that will shatter a lot of your perceptions and, and even give you practical advice and tips on what to do right now. So he says that like when you meditate and when you just become still, you start kind of taking steps away and steps back from yourself. Because when you're in a cycle, you don't realize that you're in a cycle. Just like people say, like, how can you realize that you're trapped in the matrix without first exiting the matrix and seeing that you were trapped all along? It's like, it's hard for you to analyze yourself objectively because you're always immersed in your experience. And so you're always yourself. And that's what a, a, a great book that I also highly recommend called Untethered Soul teaches you. It's like you like you have to be the 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 person who watches and sees your experience unfolding, but understands that you are not your experience. That experiences happen to you and then you're able to define what you want for yourself. And I'd say that 90 percent of the world population does not have that understanding and does not practice that. And so he gives an example of like, you're hungry. And so you go to McDonald's and you get instant gratification. You take your first bite of your burger and then you finish the burger and you have immediate regret. And so you have like a complete fall off from that feeling of bliss. But the important thing to, to understand here is that during that feeling of bliss, the first bite of that burger is what awaits you in paradise. So that is you seeing the, 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 the gates of, of heaven on the horizon. It's like you see it for a brief second, but then it completely disappears and you start falling again. And then you have regret and you have shame, especially like I've had multiple times after ordering McDonald's, eating it, eating rubbery garbage food, and then feeling an immediate shame. And so he teaches you like fasting is a great way, for example, for you to kind of remove yourself. And it is a spiritual practice because it allows you to really be present. It's like you feel hunger, don't act on it. Feel it, feel it, look at it, see, like, see what it's doing to your insides, put your hand on your stomach, feel it kind of rumbling, and then understand that you are not that hunger that it's simply something that happens to your body, but it's not going to kill you if you don't eat. And so when you just kind of delay that gratification for long enough, and instead of 
pulling out your phone and ordering on DoorDash, McDonald's, or, or getting in your car and driving to a drive-thru, you simply just sit and you breathe and you start understanding stuff differently and you start viewing yourself differently and you start understanding hunger from a different context. And so you gently break that cycle by not being reactive to your impulses that lead you to this momentary slice of joy and bliss that kind of gives you that sense of remembering what it was like before you were born and your soul lived in the Garden of Eden and you were beside God. And so the beautiful part to me, and I'll just like end my half of, of just like saying this, is that, is that few people actually get to heaven, but everybody is promised entry. And everybody is promised entry after death. So people just really minimize their checklist of what's important. It's like, as long as I'm a good person, good karma, I gave a homeless person $20 today that adds to my checklist of good karma. Like God is going to pull that out when I die and I'm in line at the, at the heaven's gate and angel Gabriel or Archangel Michael is, you know, reviewing every person and then defining, all right, you're going to go in, you go to hell, you, you get in. And he's going to pull out this list and like, oh, yeah, on day whatever, you gave $20 to that person. And so you get to be a good person and you get into heaven. That's not how it works. How it works is just being present, not being reactive. And just pr like really focusing on spiritual practices that don't necessarily have to equate with any religion. It's just spiritual practices that you are capable of doing every single day right now even like you're capable of just doing that it's like instead of just pursuing pleasure and pursuing materialism and pursuing relationships pursuing people pursuing things that you think will make you feel better it's sitting down with yourself and, and trying to understand why it is that you think that way and then instead just flip it and just substitute it with just being present and being okay like that's the big message is like being okay and finding fulfillment with less and with what you already have. And so instead of trying to pursue ways of becoming more confident, of becoming more brave, of becoming more, more happy, you should always start your day with an understanding that you have already packed those quality in the suitcase that you carry every single day. So the moment you wake up and you go take a shit in the bathroom like I do, and you go to start your day, just know that you already have those qualities and all you have to do is reach into your bag and pull it out. And I think that that's beautiful. It's like you already have everything that you want to have. You already like you, you, you already have it. And, and the great trick on the mind and the soul is that you have to find those things in the world. It's like, do this and you'll find love. Do, like, do this and you'll find happiness. But everybody already has it. And all they have to do is put the effort into reaching in and pulling it out. And yeah, I just wanted to like, share that. Wow, that's... I mean, I was, I, I was starting to watch the video with you, but then it was at night and I ended up falling asleep. Mm -hmm. But 
Um, yeah, I was trying to make like take mental note of everything you were saying, and and it's pretty interesting because everything that you're saying, like searching within you, can only be found in stillness. So it's just like you said, it's not acting on any impulse. Mm-hmm. So you have to be still. And the irony is that addictions and and even just like constantly chasing, like seeking outwardly, that's just like being on a hamster wheel. Yeah. And and never they never stop. Just and continues going and going. And and then but then ironically, like in the stillness, when you finally stop running the hamster wheel, that's when you're able to kind of just unravel the answers or solutions or whatever it is that that you've been kind of searching for so even i have have had like a food addiction and stuff and sometimes i feel like i still do but definitely not as bad Mm -hmm. because i've learned to control it a little bit better but it's like in that video i heard him saying that um People with like a food addiction, for example, they they do that, like let's say in the instance that they're feeling sad in a relationship or they're feeling like frustrated, like something happened. So let's say you got into an argument with someone Mm -hmm. and then the only way that you can think because you're just in this emotionally kind of like unstable state the the only way that you can think to offer yourself comfort is through this thing whatever that thing is for you and for me it it is it just so happens to be food right where it's like when i when i have like a a stressful you know kind of moment or whatever I'll get that instant gratification from just like snacking on something, whatever it is. Do you know what he says in the video too about that? Is that in 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 realizing why you have that behavior, like this is part of the spiritual process, is that as you remove yourself further and further from your experience, you start really realizing why it is that you do that. It's like, why do you feel the urge to eat whenever you get anxious, whenever things don't go your way, whenever you feel frustrated? It's because as a baby, as an infant, your mother would, as a way of shutting you up, she would feed, feed you, you food. Yeah, I yeah, I did yeah. hear that part too. So if you're crying incessantly, like that's like everything ties into why you are the way you are. And and one beautiful thing about your example of being stuck in a hamster wheel is that once you stop running, you start realizing that you're on a hamster wheel, that right. you are a hamster even. It's like you are literally standing inside of a wheel going in like a, the same circle pattern going, right going nowhere and then the more you look around you you start seeing other things you start seeing fake um fake grass or fake toys or fake whatever and you start seeing the glass enclosure that you're stuck in and you start seeing that there's a world beyond that that cage and you start just expanding your consciousness, expanding your understanding of the world. And then you realize that you have been inside of this small little piece, this small pie of life, and that there's a whole kitchen beyond it. It's like you don't have to reduce yourself to just running on a hamster wheel. But a lot of people, all you have to do is just dangle the prospect of achieving anything 
that they deem to be value in front of them, and they'll happily run that hamster wheel for the rest of their lives, even if they just have the prospect of one day becoming the greatest podcaster, of one day becoming the greatest YouTuber, of one day becoming the greatest this and that. It's like that's all it takes for people to just focus aimlessly, ironically, aimlessly at this one goal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply right and i forgot what book that i was reading that was saying that goals i think it was the atomic habits book but i don't remember but it was saying that it's it's a tricky thing to set goals for yourself because you won't feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. until you reach that goal and so it kind of demotivates you from continuing towards that goal yeah if that makes sense and then you always feel like you have to outdo yourself and then anyways it's just like a constant cycle of like failure so ironically when you stop just like chasing and you just like again stay in like stillness or or what people say like don't chase and attract right so it's like your actions just have to attract this thing that you're setting out for yourself, but you're not actively like chasing towards it where it's just like consuming or eating away at your entire being. Right. And I think that ambition and productivity and work life and just a life that's just centered around work all the time is a form of addiction, but it's a glorified addiction that we've been fed because it makes sense. It's like, yeah, like if you work hard, if you set goals and habits, then you'll be more successful, quote unquote. You'll have a better house, a better lifestyle, more money. But then you don't realize that all of these things are just forms of addiction. And so progress to me is always going to be messy. It's never going to be perfect. And so people don't even start most of the time because they want to achieve perfection in their first step. They want to step perfectly on the moon, so to speak. It's like take the first step on the moon, on a brand new planet, and they want it to be a perfect footprint. But the irony is that it's going to be faded. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be crooked. It's going to be barely anything. You might stumble. You might fall. You might crawl during your first few steps, quote unquote, on this new planet, on this new frontier in your life. And that is enough to demotivate people and have them running back to the ship and just going back to another planet where they feel comfortable. So like these are all analogies that I'm just like just like pouring out randomly, but hopefully it makes sense because like that's how I view things now. It's like progress is going to always be messy. So doing a podcast, for example, every week has been one of those things in my head that just has to be perfect. And that's one of the reasons why we've been doing it once a month, because like the video podcast on YouTube has been once a month. And it's because of that reason. It's because it's just been this idea that I have to perfect it. Like we have to perfect it. We have to have something for everybody. We have to talk about a bunch of topics. We have to really be this and this and that. But even this conversation could have been on YouTube. Like it could have been filmed. It could have been something that we talked about and posted on YouTube. 
And even if it was just this, that's enough because like progress is messy. It's always going to be messy. And that's how I view it is instead of setting up goals and habits and all these things that all of these self-help books, which is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm starting to kind of like steer away from like self-help books and, and non-fictions. And I'm just trying to like go into like fictional works because I feel like there's way more value in those than there are, you know, from people who de like claim to know the answers and claim to know how to fix your life. And they write these books and it's all kind of geared towards just, just kind of enabling a bad behavior that's not going to fulfill your soul. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just look, look like my advice to anyone out there, if you want to start something, just start it and just maybe focus on minimizing your overthinking, minimizing your, your self hate. And it starts by the self talk that you tell yourself every day. It starts with the soundtracks that you play in your mind and the songs that you choose from your life playlist to play during every moment of your life. It's like you have to just reframe the way you look at yourself, the way you talk to yourself, start understanding that you already have everything that you need to start. So if you listening want to start a podcast and that's maybe why you're you're listening to us, it's because we're small creators and we're, you know, building traction and we're growing our own show. And you're like, oh, well, like I'm going to listen and see how they do it. Just just do it. Just turn on a microphone and just get started. And the first 10 episodes, 100 episodes might be shit. Or you might feel like it's shit, but that's progress. Like that's with any other person. It's like anyone who has accomplished anything, they have a history of messy, of, of just messiness. You know, like it's like Joe Rogan's first few episodes. It's like him saying the N word. It's his compilation of doing this. It's this, it's this, it's that. It's always going to be messy, but it doesn't matter how you start as long as you just put one foot in front of the other. And so I would even recommend if you are an anxious person, don't set goals don't set them. Just start with just talking to yourself kindly and nicely every morning and doing what you can with your day. And that's it. It's like, do what you can when it comes to the stuff that pays your bills. If you have a job, do what you can focus on just doing the best work you can. And then when you're off the clock, if you want to pursue a passion, a hobby, then just start it. You know, like, don't like, don't keep waiting and thinking of ideas all the time. It's like, I have an idea to do this. I have an idea to do this. Just do it. <laughs> just start. That. Yeah. But, but like anyone just like, because I, cause I do that too. It's like, I just wanted like yesterday I posted my first gaming video solo on our gaming channel. And I've been holding back because I've been feeling like this heavy imposter syndrome. Like I'm not good enough to like do gaming alone. I'm not good enough to, you know, create an audience alone. I'm not good enough to like do gaming because I'm not like really knowledgeable. I'm not really a gamer per se but I did it and I'm going to do it again today. And I'm just going to continue on that momentum and see where it takes me. Yeah. I I think that that's like the best advice for sure. Because, um, also like setting goals, like, uh, Oh, I want to work out for three months straight and try to go every day. Let's say, right. Like it's so, you don't realize how, like how taxing, like how taxing it is because look if your goal is you want to go every day for the next three months and then you already missed three days yeah. like you're gonna start feeling that because you're like oh i wanted to go every day for the next three months oh i'll just start next month right. or like people say like i wanted to go every day this week but i didn't so i'll just start next week and it's the week's only halfway done yeah but then 
the the irony is just like you said it's just controlling what you can do today so it's like you didn't get to go yesterday that's fine like you know now if you can if you can make time and you can do it today then do it today yeah. and and not dwell just like they say like the proverbs and stuff the you know folk tales and all that like the um timeless from lessons. different yeah from yeah. like different cultures and stuff it's a, it's just not dwelling on yesterday and not worrying about tomorrow and just being in the now do you know what's wild to me like and this might sound a little far-fetched to some but it's because it takes time for you to really think about the idea because i've thought about it a lot is that the only thing that really exists and this is so like self-evident you know like when i'm about to say right now like you're gonna be like duh but if like nobody acts as if it's self-evident is that the only thing that matters and that exists is this moment right now and so if you ever find yourself thinking like oh like i'm anxious because tomorrow i have to present this project to my boss and tomorrow i have to you know hand in this assignment to my teacher and then tomorrow my my wife has a surgery tomorrow this and this and this and you're anxious and, and like that's ruining your now but the thing is that tomorrow doesn't exist it only exists in your mind and that's why i think humans make the world in their head and that it, like keeps them from the world that they're living in it's like we like we live fabrications every single day you know and i used to be a person that literally my whole life was that during high school is that i would dread things that didn't even happen yet and when they would happen i would live in them for just a few seconds and then it was over it's like i was the type of person who would hold in my pee to avoid having to raise my hand speak in front of 60 students and asked to go to the bathroom and then have to walk from the back of the class where I would sit on purpose so that I would make sure nobody was looking at me because in my head I was creating all these worlds where everybody was judging me all the time, everybody was critical, everybody was this and this. So even the act of getting up during a lesson and then feeling or thinking that the class was going to stare me down and look at me and, and if I tripped or stepped the wrong way, people would judge and then and then criticize me behind my back it's like all these things would sound insane because they are but i would constantly live in that and i never had the foresight and the maturity and the understanding that it doesn't fucking matter but i would admire friends of mine who would act their lives in that way and these friends today are highly successful in their own right like they don't give a fuck because like all you should worry about ever is just now it's like whatever is going to happen happens and obviously i'm not saying to just completely throw away every responsibility if you have bills to pay if you have to like obviously account for those things but don't let them kind of influence every second of your life it's like if you have bills to pay on a certain day and you know that you have to make that money somehow if you know how like how you're going to make the money then just focus on that just focus like focus on taking those steps those yeah. messy steps that will lead to you being able to pay for the thing yeah and i was gonna say too is that like focusing on i forgot what i was gonna say something about what you were saying sorry uh like focusing on yourself well what were you saying like you can only was, control the now i'm saying that tomorrow doesn't exist yesterday doesn't exist but it's all a construct in your head anyways just like also that 
the only thing that matters not only is the now but is what you have control over which is your own emotions and feelings so like even people outside of yourself their emotions and feelings shouldn't um affect you so for example you said that you were embarrassed or you you thought people were judging you mm -hmm. and so that was the way that you were kind of like perceiving yourself and and thinking that others were perceiving you that way so if you are able to control the way in which you perceive yourself and and the way in which you feel about yourself or work towards it then you'll see that other people like you you don't have any control or any say in other people's um emotions or feelings but my point is that you'll see that that feeling is lessened when yeah. you just start to be more accepting and whatnot of yourself and that's why you said you had friends who were the opposite they were kind yeah. of like confident and they are successful whatever um and 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 in school like i was that way where i was like very outspoken so i would like you know anyone crosses me the wrong way i would be like i, I would make it known teachers i didn't care about like um even befriending them and kind of being a teacher's pet mm -hmm. <laughs> but i was just super like i put myself out there a lot yeah but my point is that the reason for that is because at the time like i would tell myself that i am this person like i am this like nonchalant um even like class clown sometimes like i would tell myself that i'm this person and so I, like i would start embodying that thing yeah. but then if you nowadays like a lot of the times i tell myself or or rather before more than now because i do feel like it, it everything that i'm speaking about is getting better with time but I, I'll tell myself that I'm an insecure person. I'm an anxious person. And then ironically, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, that's what you manifest in your reality because those are the soundtracks that you're choosing. Right. So then it's like it's whatever that you're feeding your mind, like your thoughts that that's going to project what your reality is. And then that's yeah. just it. So my point is that if you work out what these problems are at the root, which is within you like you were saying in the beginning be it addiction be it how you perceive yourself be it um you know how you speak to yourself whatever it is all of these things start within and then yeah. if you're able to slowly work on those the way that you're operating and and kind of like i don't know just working on those things yeah it'll get better with time and say what you want about kanye west but that's what i've always loved about that man is that he, if he tells you that he's a genius then he's a genius i just told you what i am yeah, a god a god right <laughs> and people kind of always often just jump to religious contexts and just textual references and like how like how blasphemous of him a mere man to assume assert himself as a god amongst men but it's like it's because that's what your reality reflects. It reflects on the thoughts that you tell yourself. And so him just vocalizing to the world is his form of just practicing affirmations. And that's what all successful people do is that they wake up, they stare, them, they stare themselves in the mirror. They aren't afraid of the person that's staring back. And they tell that person in the mirror 
And I feel like that's why mirrors are so powerful. And maybe that's why mirrors were first invented. Like, I don't know the history of mirrors, but I would assume that that's why the, 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 the nobility back in the day were the first people to have access to mirrors. And I feel like it's because you get to see who you are. It's like you get to see the vessel that you're currently in, embodying. It's like if you start viewing yourself as that, instead of just looking in the mirror and just kind of being desensitized because we've been programmed by science to just, oh yeah, it's just a mirror, you know, it reflects light. It doesn't, all right, all that is true, right? I'm not a science denier, but I'm saying like view it as what it actually is. It's like that person staring you back is not just yourself, but it's what you are choosing to kind of um, use as a vessel, as a vehicle in this life. And so that's why I really like Kanye. And then, and then my last comment to what you just said about other people and what they think about you is I saw this TikToker and he was doing this thing where he was walking through a crowded air, through a crowded airport and he was like filming himself and making it very evident that he was filming himself and talking into his own camera. And I know that we've been also programmed today of like seeing vloggers as cringe. And I also see them as cringe too. It's like, there's a time and place for you to do certain things. And if you get a, like get a rise off of other people or at the expense of other people with the pranks that they pull and all that, like I'm, that's a whole different conversation. But my point is that this TikToker gave a simple message that I found profoundly powerful. It's like, he said that if you're always so focused or worried about what other people say about you, then just as an experiment, as something that you could do right now, find a crowded place, a, a public place, a mall, and just go in and just turn your phone and just flip it and just extend your arm up high and just walk through that mall as you're talking into the camera. Because you'll start seeing that everybody's going to look at you. Everybody's going to notice you. Everybody's going to make a side comment. Everybody's going to snicker. Everybody's going to sigh. Everybody's going to laugh. Everybody's going to do something. But what's brilliant about humans is that once you're confident in doing that, like, for example, if that person, which he was, he was very confidently doing that, people will assume like, oh, like maybe that person's a famous person. Maybe that person's... You know, like maybe it's Kanye, like maybe he's doing the, it's like all that, like my point is that all that requires in this world is for you to have confidence in moving through it. And the only way that you attain that confidence isn't from externalities. It's from self-talk. It's from what you play, like what you pick from the playlist of your life. And, and then everybody else will just adjust to that. And so it's undeniable, I think, that Kanye is a super creative person, in spite of all of his comments about, you know, politics, religion, like all that aside, from what he's created and manifested in this world through his art, it's undeniable that, that he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest artists of our generation. And, but, but that's not enough for him. Like he has to convince himself too. It's like, even if the world is convinced, he has to continually convince himself. And the world is only convinced because he continually convinces himself. And so it's this endless loop that you don't know where it starts, but you just know that it works. Yeah, I definitely believe in that. It's like the demeanor that you have kind of um, 
uh, kind of projects how other people will perceive you. Exactly. And that goes to that movie that we were watching. We were watching the Being There movie. Yeah, yeah. And Which there was I have right here notes. <laughs> there was a scene where the where the president in this movie like he has like erectile dysfunction or something but he can't perform with his wife mm -hmm. and he's just super embarrassed by it and then she starts you know saying like is it me uh do you want to see a doctor and then he's like no like i can't go see a doctor about this it's you know yeah uh, it's something that's uh emasculating for him like right. it, it it doesn't make him feel like a man and then ironically the main character chance or chauncey he he is kind of on the spectrum yeah right? he's autistic for sure and so he doesn't um he he meets a woman and she's kind of like uh Enamored. initiating yeah, yeah and like initiating something to happen with him but he doesn't know how to perform like he doesn't even know what's going on but he's just so nonchalant because he you know that's just the way that he carries himself and then instead of her feeling embarrassed by this like embarrassed for herself and and kind of like even like um uh scoffing that he wasn't like didn't know what he was doing or wasn't even doing anything back um she just like kind of desired him even more because of the right. attitude that he was having because he remained stoic and humans mirror other humans emotions exactly and so yeah. like the the president's wife ironically was feeling shame because her husband was feeling shame right and the beautiful thing is that chancy or chauncey chancy yeah, right chance, chance. Uh, Chance's character, he mirrors and enacts whatever he sees on television. And so in that moment during their sexual encounter, she was, you know, in heat, like like she needed, you know, to um, have sex in that moment. And so he just started literally just mimicking what he was seeing in that moment on TV. And so that was kind of like a little play on like being in the moment, too. It's like he wasn't having anxiety of like, oh, like this lady, she's clearly into me. I've never had sex before. I'm a virgin. I don't know how to perform. When the time comes, I won't know what to do. He never expressed concern or anxiety of the future because he was always living in the present because that's all he can do is just focus on what's happening right now. And, and, and the grand outcome of that was that the lady who was just kind of used to kind of like selling herself to very powerful men as a way to go through this life like her previous husband who was you know um dying and stuff he was one of the most powerful men in the country in the world and then she sees chance who's like quickly going through the the ladders of the hierarchy of of our society and becoming a very powerful man like she instinctively felt that she had to now latch on to this other source of power but then the result for her was that chance taught her that love that pleasuring or finding pleasure comes from within and, and and from herself like she's the only one that can kind of like offer herself that and she even like quickly mentioned that when they were on the balcony and she was kind of like embracing herself and saying like oh chance like you've taught me or whatever and the irony is that he did that by just remaining stoic present and not showing like emotional reactivity to stuff right and he was actually just still like he she yeah, like he she just normal. started doing it everything yeah. herself she made herself come to grips 
with what she needed <laughs> yeah. is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, do you have anything else to say on that? And no. you have to pee, right? Yeah, I yeah. have been needing to, but I've been holding it. And we also wanted to just make this one short. Um, let us know if you guys enjoy these more kind of like non-conspiratorial, more spiritual episodes, because I feel like this is where I shine the most is when I just talk from my heart and my soul. And not to say that I don't enjoy conspiracy talk, I do, but it gets kind of like overdone and it gets kind of like taxing on the soul and on, and on the psyche. But yeah, so let us know by leaving a review, by sharing this on your Instagram stories and tagging our page, Metzligon Studios, and we'll repost it on our own. And um, as always, don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone. Peace, Peace to, to the, the world. world.